What's up, guys? This is um, episode 11. We did have a guest on Kyle Weiss. This is part one of two. Uh, we think we got the audio tweaked out well enough where you guys have good audio all the way through. Anyways, hope you enjoyed the banter. Hope you enjoyed the uh, learning, education, opinions, and views. Anyways, guys, sit back, relax, enjoy, and we'll catch you guys real soon. Let's get rolling. That's why we have these things on our ears. No, I know. I don't want to hear myself talk. I don't like to hear myself talk. Yeah, I, I hate listening to myself talk. I'm but like super I've, I've kind of grown accustomed to it with streaming and then also with okay. with doing this. Like, I have to be able to hear myself. That's why I don't listen back to the podcast. I, I go bits and pieces and hit, make sure the audio is there. And if it's, you know, I find it the next day, it's not there. I say, fuck it. Anyways, we're going for round two. Welcome back to Shifting the Gears. This is Kyoshin Sako. It's Michael Ebinger. And Kyle Wise. It's our first guest. And uh, a better comparison to what I said last time we tried doing this. Have you ever seen a kid get lost in a store? <laughs> Alright. Alright then. That's fine. We're just going to start off with personal attacks. That's cool. Oh, I love you, dude. Kyle is the one that would get lost in the store, though. I feel like Tyler's like got to go three find times. Time. Relax, all right? <laughs> I, I, I don't know where my parents are. The only time I lost my mom in a store, I was at Toys R Us, and I was six. And my mom told me what her actual name was, and obviously I knew my last name. So I was able to sit there and go and be like, as, instead of asking for, hey, can you call my mom over the intercom and just say mom, I would actually call her by her actual name. And they were just like, oh, okay, you were prepared. Yeah, I got lost in a store once. I think it was... Um, it was at a mall. It was some toy store at the mall, and I can't remember what the name of the store KB was. KB Toys. I think, no, it, but it was like a big one, though. Oh, okay. So it was like the size of a Toys R Us, but it was something else. But um, I disappeared over to the car section, naturally, and uh, my mom had walked Shiny! Away, and I didn't even notice she was gone until I heard my name on the intercom asking for me to come up front. And I was like, oh, uh, where's my mom? <laughs> This like, moron's looking at ooh, sparkly wheels. Yeah, that was... At what, four years old? Uh, I think I was like five or six, yeah, something like that. I'm so glad my kid's never done that to me yet, knock on wood. I mean, he is addicted to cars. Yeah. He's got four of them, so one of them is bound to do it. True. Damn it. Hey, you're <laughs> fucked. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah, that's fine. I'm just going to go drink now. And apparently if you get Lexi drunk enough, she'll, she'll have a fifth. <laughs> oh shit, that hurt my soul. <coughs> oh god, no. Please, no. So, Kyle, the second GTI, you're a fifth kid. I don't want a second GTI. I love my GTI, but I don't need a second one. It's it's a good daily, but you don't need two good dailies. A Mazda Miata or a fifth kid? Yeah, I'm gonna pick the car here. Okay. Um. So... Kyle and Mike, you've known each other the longest out of the three of us. Yeah. I think it's like 14 years, give or take, something like that. Yeah, 14 years, give or take. I don't, I don't know when Sam, like, actually, like, I know that Sam Wait. moved in third grade. 
Oh man, no, I've known Sam since 2002 or 2003, and then I met you shortly after. Okay, so 17 years is what we're looking at. Holy so probably shit. about as long as I've been... as me, We've known each other as long as I swam. Oh, wow. I thought you were going to say swung. Jesus Christ. Surprisingly, never swung on each other. There's been plenty of moments we could have, but yeah, never swung on each other. Yeah. Uh, I normally... I, I'm an anti-confrontational type of person. Yeah, sure. Fair enough. This is true. I've only gotten in a few fights. That's fine. Me and this ADD asshole over here. My ADD twin. We met through cars. Yep, through uh, like the Corolla Car Club forums or something like that. I didn't even have a Corolla. I had an Adelon, but you know. We were the only two jackasses in Midwest who had anything other than an MR2, a Celica, or a Supra that were like, Toyotas, yay. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun time. I, I did a lot of questionable modifications to that car. Did you see my prism? What? Yeah. <laughs> hey, to be fair, at the end of its li- at, at the end of my ownership, it went back to all black. That's fine. I mean. And black steelies. Yeah. I was not searching around for fucking Honda Civic wheels. I mean, but we've seen Kyle's car collection. We know the questionable mods and the questionable cars he's driven throughout his time. Speaking of cars, um, what got you into it? Uh, my dad was a race car driver, his dad was a race car driver, his dad was a race car driver, so I have been doing it for Dale Earnhardt since about 1992. Um, Door for Dale. I got kicked out of preschool for, um, biting the teacher that took my Dale Earnhardt car away. Um, and then... This explains a whole lot about you. (laughs) (laughs) And, um... Yeah, I mean, I was always into NASCAR being little because my dad was super into it, and I didn't hate my dad yet. So, um, <laughs> well, uh, wow, but uh, this is really personal. <laughs> but no, I, uh, I I loved NASCAR, and then it was like, okay, this is kind of boring. And then I got into like other types of racing, and then Fast and Furious happened, and then you know, video games happened, and ever. Do you since... think when Fast and Furious? came out was when the tuna world really was exposed like oh yeah for sure i mean like a lot of people who are older than our generation were around to see some of the modifications and stuff if they were really deep into cars but you had to be really deep into cars to know about it from my perspective anyways and like the fast and furious franchise and the need for speeds and all that type of stuff really made it easily accessible for us and then that's what just sent me down the rabbit hole now you know here we are. So you guys ready for the longest list of cars oh out of the three of us? Because I don't know about you. I, I kind of know some of his cars. I think I know almost all of them. Yeah. You've been there for about all of his cars. Pretty much. Yeah. I, I, I have a good idea of what his list is, but it, at the point of like when we were like on off talking because of like, At you least know, you didn't spill a beer. I did not. Yeah. But, like, we were at a point of on-off talking for a while just because I did move away. So I didn't, like, end up going to high school with Sam or anything like that. So, like, I didn't, I wasn't always around. Okay. So, but I know a decent amount of his cars. I remember the one with the freaking hardwood floor back. <laughs> okay, oh, Hans, b- before, we get, before we get too far, Mike, just to run it down again, just in case somebody's new is listening, run down your car history real quick. Just so they have an idea of what kind of vehicles you've owned and to now. So run down your cars real quick. Can I just skip the ones that aren't fun and just do the fun just, ones? No, like from the beginning, your first okay. one, and run through just real quick. Uh, 1985 Cadillac Fleetwood Brown was my first car. Then Big I had bitch. a Then I had a 1998 Ford Explorer. 
Then it was a tw- 2006 Nissan Frontier, which I only had for a day. Oh. And then, oh, yeah, my mom switched cars with me. Yeah. And then I had a 2011 Jeep Compass. And then I had a, then I bought the 2013 Hyundai Genesis. Then I had a 1996 Subaru Legacy. Wagon. Wagon. Totaled that. Bought a 2019 Subaru Legacy. Traded that in six months later for a 2019 Subaru WRX. And we're at my car history. I've gone through the Geo, an 88 Corolla, a Nissan Altima, a 95 Camry, a 97 Legacy. We've got the 98 Legacy. Blew that motherfucker up on the highway. Yeah. Sadly, I, I knew that I, I knew the motor was going. Like, well, we had we had that talk. Like, when are you gonna build another motor? I'm like, oh, I'm like six stars gonna start building me a motor. And that day I said that the motor's like, fuck you. And blew up. Boom. I literally remember that conversation. That was. Um, I sold that back to the original guy who built it. Um, and went to the 13 Sonata, and now I'm on a 15 Legacy with a 99 <laughs> Legacy and a 91 MR2. All right, so um, I started off with a 2004 Mazda 3 hatchback, um, ended up getting a 98 Toyota Avalon, 1995 Nissan Maxima. Um, the Maxima was probably the car I would call it the brushless pile of shit you owned. Yeah, but it, it that's what I actually started um, working on my own stuff a lot more. Sit back like two inches off it. And then... Okay. Um, Your voice carries really well, so... So I had the Mazda 3, uh, 98 Avalon, 95 Nissan Maxima. It was a pile of shit, but I threw all of my money into that fucking thing. It taught um, you a lot about the cars. Like, yeah, what, that's that when was, you really started getting into That's when I started doing shit myself cars. and actually trying to change things and learning. Um, then I bought a 1980 Datsun 280ZX for like a Father's Day present to myself, thinking that I was going to restore it when I didn't know how to do anything. I ended up selling that. I had a 2002 Did you break Altima. even on it? What? Didn't you break even on it? Yeah, I had bought it for five hundred bucks. I put like twenty bucks into it, and then I sold it for five fifty. So. So yeah. Um, but then I had a two thousand two Nissan Altima that ran long enough for me to drive it to the DMV, find out the DMV was closed, and then blew up on the way home from the DMV. <laughs> Wait, what was this one? The Altima, the one that my mom bought brand new. Grams, right? Yeah, and then she gave it to my grandma, and then grandma gave it back to me after the catalytic converter was clogged up and fucked up the compression on the engine. The phone call um, and the irritation of this man is like, you need a shot oh, of man, everything I on the list. I was so pissed because I had wanted that car since freaking middle school. And that was before um, the floor pan started going away. So then after that, I had a, well, I drove a 05 Chevy Trailblazer for a bit. I borrowed a 94 Corolla for a bit. Um, then I bought my first manual car. It was a 1999 Mitsubishi Mirage with a 1.5 liter. Put a hardwood floor in that thing, uh, in the trunk, and had a nice little 1,000-watt sound system. To be fair, it was your first stick shift? It was my first stick shift, yes. And that um, little fucker ran. Um, Who'd you get that off of? Uh, somebody you knew. Oh, um, Paul. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, Paul. Um, and then he actually taught me how to drive JoJo's, manual. JoJo's uh, talent. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he taught me how to drive manual on the test drive, so that was yep. kind of cool. Uh, I think I drove your Camry like once before that yeah. or something. Because um, you you said you were looking. He was said he was like, oh, I want to I want to look at this. You know, I'm looking for a car. I told Paul, I was like, is this an auto or a stick? He goes, it's a stick. I was like, fuck it, I need a clutch I anyways. Bought it for like what, five hundred bucks? I think. Yeah, he he so, pretty much sells anything he's got. Yeah, he that's was, he a was re- super reasonable cool range. Uh-oh. But then uh, 
Then you I taught had... a few people how to drive stick on that car, too. Oh, yeah. I completely obliterated the clutch on that car, and then I kept driving it after the clutch was completely smoked and obliterated the trans, and then while I was trying to source a new trans and clutch, I somehow shorted out the entire electrical system, and the car was dead. So I scrapped it. <laughs> and, uh, this is a story for the next car. And then I bought a Nissan Versa off of my stepdad. Um, now, what did you do to the Versa? Oh, God. This um, sold me on never buying a Versa in my life. I plastered it the entire roof, the mirrors, the emblems. I put a... To be fair, the paint 4, was 000, fading on that roof. Or no, I, I, uh, I put a 3,000-watt sub in it. Um, Kenwood head unit. Uh, I think it was JL door speakers. Speaker was solid. Like his audio the sound system. There. I was always really good with my sound systems. Ever since the Maxima, when I just didn't know what I was doing, I really started to put a lot of work into sound systems because I kept buying slow cars. So I just got, you know. He was hoping systems. the boom would make it go vroom so. vroom down the street. <laughs> <laughs> but then after uh, the Versa, there was a whole lot of drama with that. So I ended up selling it. Um, Hold on. Now, I, what's the what's the one thing? I got a phone call from this asshole when we were I was at work. And Kyle is trying to take a corner. I've never seen a control unfold like a goddamn piece of paper fast on this Versa, and I will never buy a Versa for this reason. Yeah, that that the car had bald tires in my defense, and I was maybe going 20 miles an hour, maybe. But I shouldn't have gone on a hard right corner with bald tires going 20 miles an hour. So this thing my fault, folded but... like a gymnast. <laughs> it, was, boom. it was bad. The the wheel got pushed into the fender but oh, we ended up fixing it and that was before i did anything to the car yes um <laughs> but then after that i sold it bought a uh, volkswagen gti a 2001 mark 4 but it was diesel swap. and this begins the shit show yeah pretty much um i blew out the oil pan three times on that thing because it was diesel swapped and obviously diesel engines heavier than the regular um 1.8 liter that that thing was supposed to have um, and I drove it like an asshole. So. And you oh, were yeah. working construction oh, at the yeah, time? Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, I was working construction at the time. I drove, uh, I blew out the oil pan, and then I drove it an hour and 15 minutes doing 90 miles an hour the entire time. And uh, had no oil and had no idea because it was raining, and I didn't see any smoke. I just saw the water behind me. And then my oil light came on as I got off the highway. And I was like what's happening? So I turned it off and pulled over and looked under the car and there's a softball-sized hole in the oil pan. I'm just like, oh, God. Um, car still ran fine. I ended up uh, totaling that car because one of my previous friends helped me do a brake job and didn't tighten the rear caliper bolt and sent me into a uh, spin cycle on a guardrail. So that was fun. Traded that in for scrap on a 2011 Scion TC. Um <laughs> Terrible car. Don't Wait. ever buy one of those. If you're a car person and you're not a female, don't buy a Scion. You are going to get so much shit. Just save yourself. See, I didn't mind the first gen TCs. If the they second were gen, they tried too hard. And then the third gen, it's just like, uh, in my opinion. Like, they're good little cars. They're good Sorry, babies, I was thinking that, like the 1.5 gen. When they did, like, the facelift. Yeah, that's the one that I had. Okay, yeah. Um, I didn't mind that. I didn't mind that one. It was it nice was, that it, it came okay. back to the stick. Um, the first gens are very girly. The second gens are trying to not be, but they're still slow as shit. You can't do anything to them. And then the third gens, it's still the same car with more angry body panels. It looked so much... They did the suspension tweaks on them, so it made it a little more fun to handle. I'd say you can still get an FRS if you're a car person. Yeah. Oh, you yeah, betcha, sweet ass. FRS is... Like, I will rock TC. 
Yeah, no, don't don't get a TC. Um, I got so much hate for that stupid fucking car, and I didn't even do anything to it. Um, I will tell you what, this man made that car drift like no other fucking motherfucker ever made a front-wheel drive drift before. <laughs> so speaking that, of TCs and uh, yeah. electrical issues... Oh, man. Um, yeah, I, We talked about this last episode, mm-hmm. too. <laughs> I was trying to run um, zero plus one gauge. I don't, it's, it's bigger it's than zero gauge water. for my 4,600-watt RMS Orion HCCA sub. Sorry, power wire. It was very, very large power wire. I should not have been trying to go through with the engine harness, but I didn't want to drill a hole in my firewall for it. I was like, oh, you know what? I think I can just ram a screwdriver through the bushing. (laughs) And I was not aware that the engine harness did like a little loop and curve back up, so I punctured the engine harness with a flathead screwdriver. And Kyle got a welcoming life to the Volkswagen world. Yeah, after that, um, I was like, okay, this is stupid, and I wanted something turboed. So then I went and bought a 2008 Volkswagen GTI. Unfortunately, I bought it from somebody who didn't maintain it very well, and I had a... um, Oh, you know what? That happened after. Okay, so first, I was like getting into driving it harder. Um, I wanted to take it to the track, so I got some Continental Extreme Contact um dws 06s no not the oh, DWS. Is it the prior it was, it was the dw so okay. the the current replacement for that tire is the extreme contact sport which is a summer only tire i put it on in like april um and then we got snow and i decided to drive and uh i obviously hit the snowstorm on my way back home right where i was about to turn around and uh, slid it into a parked semi-truck. And it would have totaled the car if I would have went through insurance. So um, I took off the busted body panel. I put on a new fender. I put on a new headlight. A um, whole bunch of... I, did, I, I basically redid the whole front end of that car. The, the whole front end, the whole um, passenger side, I replaced a lot of shit. I had to replace the windows. Um, I did a Jetta front-end conversion on it because I like the Jetta's chrome bars rather than the honeycomb on that generation uh, GTI. That was a Mark V. Um, And then after all of that money and all of that work, the timing chain snapped on it. So I started parting it out. And then I uh, made a whole bunch of money parting it out because Volkswagen parts are expensive. For no fucking reason. And then I found an engine. And decided to buy every single part all over again and put the new head on the engine because I didn't have any piston damage. Um, then I traded that. It, it gave me some headaches from you know swapping fucking head and not swapping anything else. And I had a cracked intercooler and I didn't want to deal with it anymore. So I traded it for an E46 um, BMW. This is uh, the one car I was actually livid that he got rid of. I know. I really wanted like, to keep I it, was but that car... I was mad as shit. Oh, Tyler car... just talked shit about it at, at Lexi's dad's house. Oh, shit. <laughs> what, the E46? Yeah. I did? No, uh, Tyler did. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> um, but no, that thing, um, it was... It could have been a good car, but the frame was all fucked up on it. Um, it had been in a really bad rear-end accident. If you looked at the rear quarter panel, you could see that the it just wasn't repaired right and then if you looked under the hood there was just everything was leaking and that thing needed a whole fucking rebuild essentially it was pretty high miles the interior wasn't particularly clean but it was the first oh actually no i had a ford ranger um right before that i remember that when i when i started uh parting out the gti i bought a ranger um bought it for like 900 bucks 
It's a manual five-speed. Um, yeah, I drove you to I drove you to test drive it because we went out to Chris's house. Oh yeah, you're right. So yeah, I got the Ranger. It was a five-speed manual, uh, two point three four-cylinder, open diff, and I drifted the shit out of that thing anytime it was wet. Um, it was a ton of fun, but then um, when I traded the GTI, I sold that thing with a blown head. So that was fun. Um, but yeah, I traded. I, I only kept that P46 for about two weeks, but drifted the absolute shit out of it for those two weeks. Um, it taught me a lot about sliding the car, which was pretty cool. Um, then I naturally went from that to a S13 240SX with the flip-ups. Um, it was a fastback. I loved it, but that thing was also in a massive And that's accident. what started the current trend of uh, the people we know with 240s. Yeah, yeah, because... There's more beer in the fridge. Oh, that's fine. Um, or there's rum on the counter. There was, uh... I, was, I had a lot of plans for that 240, and then I drove it like a complete asshole. Um, the guy who sold it to me wasn't exactly honest about everything that was going on with that car. Um, <clears throat> ended up needing to put a trans in it because I had drove it for about 20,000 miles with no trans fluid, not knowing there wasn't any trans fluid because I just thought it was a piece of shit old Nissan, and it was supposed to be that loud. <laughs> um, and I blew it up drifting it in, uh, in the winter, um, and uh, only had fourth gear, but that was in neutral. Um, so that was fun. So okay, the, only what? Gear you, the only gear you could be in from the shift knob was neutral. It would not go anywhere else. But if you let off the clutch, it was in fourth gear. So that was fun. I completely grenaded that. I have videos of taking that apart. That was a ton of fun. Um, I ended up selling that thing completely blown the fuck up after... Who would you sell it to? I uh, sold that to Trace. Um, sold it, blown up. For two thousand two hundred dollars, something like that. Okay. Um, he actually ended really up clean. doing. He actually ended up getting it running. Like, yeah, yeah. He, he did a really good job on it. It had a lot of wiring issues. It had a lot of timing issues. It used to be a V eight drag car, and that thing was cut all the hell everywhere. Um, there was still a hole in the trunk for the fuel cell. It's like a schizophrenic during wiring. Oh man, it was so rough. Isn't um, that what Ross is driving now? No, no, no. No, he, Ross bought he, his own. He, oh, okay. he got that from Trace, and then he sold it and bought a new one that was a better chassis. Okay. Um, thank God, because that thing was a fucking shit show. But then, after the 240, I bought another Mark V GTI. Um, that one was actually really well-maintained. It was bought new from this guy, and then he let his kid drive it for like a year. Um, and he still maintained it really well. I love that fucking thing. Um... Ended up having the typical headliner failure on it, um, but then... I feel like that's real common in almost any car. Yeah. After you get, like, five or six years old, you're, some of the headliners just start sagging. Yeah. It doesn't matter Well, with the Mark Fives, it's pretty much guaranteed that the headliner's going to fall on it after, like, ten years. Um, I don't know what fucking glue they used, but it, like... The Mark Fives, what, the 08? Uh, 06 to 10. Okay. Uh, 06 okay. to 09. Um... But yeah, that thing, it was really good. It was a really good car. I had the headliner sag, and then I ended up just taking the fucking headliner out. Um, and it, I didn't really do much to that car. I put a simple sub in it. I um, Was this the black one? The gray one. Okay. The black one was the fenderless one that I parted out and then re-put together and then crashed it. Oh, yeah, I call it toothless. Or other one. Yeah. When you crash, yeah, I call it toothless. toothless. Um, but yeah, the gray one, I actually got to take that one on a track. Um, it was a really good little car. Um, and then I ended up getting sideswiped by a fucking Chevy Avalanche, Avalanche, but, um, 
So yeah, little... Toyota's be- Toyota and Chevy's bash each other to, to Chevy Avalanche. <laughs> yeah, I fucking uh, obviously didn't do too good in that little accident there. Um, he took out my fender, my headlight, my bumper, and pushed me into the curb, bent a control arm, and broke my wheel because I was on my winter setup at the time. Um, and... Wasn't it still cold out though? Like yeah, yeah, it was it was uh, December. Um, it there just wasn't there didn't happen to be any snow on the ground, but it was cold as shit. Um, was that the one you got sideswiped with with Lexi in the car? Yep. Yeah, and uh, that was enough to total it because I had the upgraded headlights with the auto aiming and all that shit. The fucking thing was a 2007 and had auto aiming headlights and shit. But um, they totaled it because the headlight was shattered and that was a thousand dollars by itself. And they said the car's value was only like thirty eight hundred. Um, That's a lot of fuck that. Yeah. Um. So then I bought a. Well. My fiance bought a 2001 Mazda Protégé. I ended up trading cars with her, and I had that for a while. And the subframe rusted out of it, and the control arm fell off. Um, so that got scrapped. Then I bought a $250 Mitsubishi Outlander. I put $1,000 K-Sport coilovers on it, slammed it on its fucking nuts. I put uh, my previous... This thing was so janky. Dude, the suspension setup was really good on that, though. If you ever rode in it, you would... You would be able to back me up on it. That thing handled almost as good as my GTI. Now, which car was this? The Outlander. Oh, Outlander. After I put the K-Sports on it. Okay, hold on. Keo time. <laughs> Keo time here. So, this man buys a Smurf fucking blue Outlander and goes, I want to take an SUV and fucking drop it. And this thing still sits as high as utility vehicle. Come on. The worst part is this thing still said higher than a fucking Outback. We're not talking like an 01. Yeah, We're no. talking like a 2017 Outback. It's still set higher. I slammed it. I fucking put those coilovers as low as they go, and I was going to have to notch the frame, and it still had like four inches of ground clearance. It um, did look way better. It looked really good at that height. It looked like it. that should have been the stock height for it, for sure. Like, But um, I ended up putting those expensive-ass coilovers on it. Um, hey, go back to where your head was at. Like, right sorry. there? Okay. Perfect. So I put uh, Fuck him and get that mic to work. And then I uh, put my GTI that I had before. I had I still had the summer wheels on um, in my garage, so I put them on the Outlander with some eBay fucking adapters, and they actually held up. They were pretty good. I bought some expensive ones, but um, so that held up pretty good. That thing handled amazingly. But then uh, ended up having a lot of electrical issues with it, and it was it was a pile of shit. It had like two hundred thirty thousand miles on it, and there was you nothing got, good well, about it. At the, for me, like it worked. It yeah, got it, you what you needed. Exactly. And I, it gave I didn't the have the money for a car payment at the time, and it got me to work. So do we ever want a car payment? To be honest, yeah, I don't. I too. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm but you're just fucking crazy. Yeah, you're right. But, but your then, cars are also badass. Um, after oh, the yeah. Outlander, I bought a 2003 Jetta wagon with a TDI in it off of my uncle. Um, it was kind of janky. Um, but, I mean, I, all the problems that it had, I could have fixed. I just, I kind of gave up on it at some point. Um, I feel like this car, that TDI wagon, was that one that really got you into not the sus- not the suspension, not the brakes, but like it got you into the maintenance and modification. Really yeah. got you into the well. This one, I did my, like, so on my my black Mark V toothless, um, I did a whole fucking head swap, a turbo swap, all that type of shit. That got, and um, you're going to I did the timing chain so on that. Um, I weren't you going the, to COD at the time? Yeah, yeah, I was. Um, so I was starting to learn a lot more. Like, you fucking bastard actually worked on a car when you went to school. 
Um, but then the Jetta wagon, the Auto Trans gave out at 200 and, or no, 303,000 miles it gave out on me. Um, which those Auto Transes, when they're not open, they're serviced or anything, they're only known to last until about 140. So it was a miracle that it lasted that long. And then with me driving, I feel like it's kind of average for any automatic transmission that. Yeah, to make it 303,000 miles, well, so, that's insane. On a side note, so many people give Toyota shit for all their, their RAV4 transmissions only last 100,000 miles. Well, yeah, that's if you don't service it. That's any car. Yeah, I mean, so this one, um, I ended up doing a manual swap on it. It was my first time ever, like, swapping anything. Um, the actual swapping of the transmissions and the gear linkages and, you know, putting Boy, a ship knob like, in it, putting, putting the, the pedal in. Putting the pedal in the, the It only took me about a day and a half of work. But then getting the wiring to work on that massive fucking headache of a car literally took me like four days straight. I um, remember the snapshots on that. And I was looking at all of the forums, Gucci all Mikey? of the fucking yeah. posts and shit. I ended up firing, finding uh, wiring schematics instead of like a forum post of instructions. And when I found the schematics, I was able to figure it out. And all I, data it is took a me key about, for that, by the way. I took about like, what? All data? Oh, yeah, no, I didn't have, I didn't even have internet access there. I was oh, then you are in the middle of fucking, right? Yeah, I was up in the middle I'm of I'm not going to uh, say his name because. But, um. Super cool dude. Yeah, got a variety of uh, port an awesome of dude. vag cars. Yeah, he's got like 20 something cars in his warehouse. It's insane. But yeah, so I ended up doing a manual swap on that, and then I ended up having it run pretty good, but um, the turbo was really fucked on that car. Um, I ended up getting a new turbo um, housing for, or the, the center section for the turbo to rebuild it. Um, but then I ended up, I was working a new job, I was making a lot more money, and it was like, why am I driving around a rusty old Volkswagen wagon from 2003 when I can afford a new car? So I uh, I was looking into Mark Six GTI, so like the 2010 to 2014. Now what's um, see I for me I have a hard difference differentiating between MK5 and MK6. Like what so, was was it the headlight? I feel like the headlights look the same to me. It it's pretty similar, yeah. Um, what was they, the difference? They in these changed cars? instead of it having a bigger like V section in the grill, it went to that like flat bar like I have now. Um, so it was a th- slimmer was a thing, grill. Yeah, slimmer grill okay. um, and a little bit more. Can you give me a Beller, Mike? Oh, yeah. I think it was a little bit Why don't you grab yourself one? more bubbly. Um, if not, there's a ones. Founders All-Day IPA in there that you can happily fucking drink. Yeah, I just having Kyle in the room made me remember that I need to pay my Allstate bill. You want to take a break real quick? So you <laughs> well, I already paid it. it. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, is that the old fuck? <laughs> That's what I've been doing. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you. Uh, um, grab Kyle one, too. An IPA? No, Miller. Oh, okay. Thank you, Mike. I want you to actually stay stand after this episode. Oh, fuck. Your beer just isn't gonna um, hurt me. I so, just don't like IPAs. Let's let's run back because like I remember the Snapchats of you Snapchat me like I'm trying to get this wiring done, blah oh. blah, and that's something I'm gonna go through soon. Well, I say oh. soon as in the relative aspect of time. You poor soul. Um. <laughs> well, what's nice about the Subaru is I know a guy who has done a five-street swap from an auto. And they're probably not different wire colors for every fucking there model is. year. Oh, no. no. Subaru runs are pretty relatively same. Yeah. Oh, Where's yours, sir? You, ah. Oh, yeah, you had the highlight. You found it. Yes. There's like four more in there if you want to take them home. Yeah, so then... Uh, Drink them later. Hold on. When you open that, put it by the mic because I love the sound of it. Fresh pop. <laughs> Um, um, but yeah, so, so after the whole manual swap, what's the gayest thing you've ever done? Yeah. What? 
Oh, Even my cat's fucking here. yelling at me. Come here. Let me love you. No, don't run him. <sighs> Let me love you. <laughs> it's like Shrek running after Fiona for the first time. <laughs> Let me love you. So, um, so yeah, I ended up finishing the manual swap, and then uh, it just... It had a lot of stupid issues. Like, if you use the heated seats on it, it would burn the car to the ground. Um, it, no, the, to the be honest, I've heard... The fell down on me. The, Is that the one you had to duct tape up? Yep. Uh, How did you get that back clear, up? Clear electrical tape. Uh, no, it was clear uh, gorilla tape. tape. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was it was gorilla tape, but it was clear. There you go, Mike. Um, Take the tab up, off and throw it up here. I ended up fixing the window regulator on that. Um, that thing was just it was just a pain in the ass. Like any time that I had money, my car was like, no, fuck you. Which I guess is just the life of a car guy. But I mean, um, yeah. But now I have I I had, uh, I sold that and bought a 2017 GTI. It's the SE with a performance pack, so it's got you know 10 more horsepower and bigger. It's got the Golf R size brakes. Um, I'm sorry, I'm ADD. What did you just say? It, is this his current one or the one? Yeah, before? the current one. Okay. So my now hold on. Car... There's a story behind this one that I know you know. What? You went in to buy a used car. Oh yeah yeah. And he okay. was looking at what 10k. Yeah, and so he's a. I was looking. <laughs> I was looking at, at a uh, 2013 GTI, so the Mark VI. Um, it was white. It looked nice. It was clean. Was it the same miles. version that you have now, just older? Uh, different generation, but I mean, I it's mean, still like the, same car. the equivalent. Yeah, of... yeah, it would have been the same car. I mean, same trim level and all that, but just older, a little bit less power, and a little bit more miles. And I think it was around. 12 grand i was looking at spending 10 or 12 grand whatever it was at this dealership and these assholes are trying to get me into a brand new car brand new gti and i'm like dude i don't have was it the payment like way outside of like what you, like, yeah, you walked it was in like saying freaking 400 dollars over my budget i was like dude no i told you like 400 dollars is a, a, for a daily and, driver uh, as far as he drives so they were trying to get me to look at a new car because they already had somebody there test driving the car that I was there to go buy. And I freaking took an Uber to the city to take that car home. My one question is, you have me and you here. No, I know, but we it was just fuck? like, you know, it just happened really quickly. I would have slapped you just walking into the um, Volkswagen deal in the first place, but... Oh, fuck off. Um, he likes Volkswagen. I, I, like, I do too. Like, But I would have known the fact that he was aiming at that one car. He was dead set on that one car. I would have had to go... No, I had had multiple options, and it was actually my third option. Oh, I didn't know you had multiple. You just told me the the one car. We were looking at three, um, the one sold, and then we were on our way to go look at the second one. It was a gray one, very similar to my gray Mark V that I had. Uh, very similar spec of that one. And then as we were driving to drop the babies off at their babysitter... Um, the dealership called me and said somebody had just came in with a cash deposit and was walking out the door with the car. Um, so then I was like, shit. So now I got to go to this dealership that I didn't want to deal with. And then, um, turns out the, the dealer was the Volkswagen in downtown Chicago. Um, would not recommend go to, okay, you answered my next question. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but then I – so I went to the Volkswagen in downtown Chicago, and they're trying to get me into a brand-new car, which was not in my budget. And uh, they're trying to, like, deflect the whole fact that they're trying to sell the car that I came there for and had an appointment for and everything. They're trying to sell that to somebody else. So They straight sold it under you, to yeah, be honest. Yeah, honestly. It was super, super shady of them. Um, so as we're waiting for the sales lady to talk to her manager or whatever – 
um, I went back on cars.com and I started looking at other cars because on the way there, my fiance was like, if you're going to have a car payment, why don't you get a newer car with less miles? And I was like, hmm. She has a really good point. Why don't you not hit me with logic right now? <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I so see I started, shiny white Volkswagen parts. <laughs> so I uh, I started looking at Mark 7s, and there there was a 17 that I saw, and I thought it was the same dealership. Now, is the um, MK7 the current one? Yes. I, I know uh, a dick about Volkswagens other than the MK2s. So there's seven, other than Jordan lost to an MK1 on the highway. <laughs> There's oh, a, yeah, he got smoked. There's a 7, 7.5, and, and then an 8. The 7.5 is now literally... Is the 8 the 2020, 2021? 2022, I believe the U.S. gets So it. we're still currently in MK7? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Mark 7.5, they literally changed the headlights. Is that what your buddy's got? Yep. Okay. Yeah, he's got the the late 18, 19s, and 20s are technically So it's a mid-year change. Yeah, it's just a little facelift. Uh, different headlights and taillights and some same little Same suspension, things. same engine, yeah. same... Okay. Um, but yeah, so we were at... Hey, the Matt, downtown don't look Chicago. at me like that. It matters. We were at the uh, downtown Chicago dealership, and I saw a 17, and I, it, I saw City Volkswagen, so I'm like, oh, okay, it's the same dealership, whatever. And I start asking them if they had that, and they're like, oh, no, that's a different dealer. So I pulled up Uber and got an Uber to that dealership, and uh, the guy was like, hey, how's it going? I was like, I'm good. He's like, you want to drive it? I was like, absolutely. So we took it on a test drive. It seems like already off the bat you had a bad experience. Immediately. Like, this guy was so freaking cool. I think his name was John. John Gordon. Yep. Um, Shout out to John Gordon for helping Kyle out. Yeah, he, he was creating an cool addition, dude. you asshole. Shout out to Kyle for remembering that goddamn name. Yeah, high yeah, five, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, I'm terrible Mikey. with names. So, um, but yeah, so he, you know, let me drive it, and then he was like, "You got any questions?" So I was like, "Nope." He's like, "Do you like it?" I was like, "Yep." He's like, "You want to buy it?" I was like, "Yep." And he's like, "Okay, let's go get started." And we got the paperwork done, and I drove out of there with that GTI. Um, and then, was low key salty about that experience to be honest, because I was we were at work. Oh yeah, yeah and We were both I, uh, working, and I was like, "What?" I the wish I would have been fuck? able to have anybody there because, like, with COVID and everything, they were short staffed, and financing took like six fucking hours by the time just we for were the, done. Just for the conversation and the time kill. Yeah, well, yeah, like just somebody there to fucking talk to. Um, but it was just me and Lexi there. I mean, like, you know, she obviously kept me company and everything. Um, but, but yeah, so then now I've got that. You got so nervous that he's like, yeah, she, she kept me company. Love you, Lexi. I don't know why you're, why your man just got super nervous when he said you were at the dealership. What are you talking about, bro? Because he just threw himself under the bus. He did. But she, I, it, it seems like she enjoys the car. She, it seems like she's happy that he got the she car. She talks so much shit about Volkswagens and then wants to get one herself, so... You know. I mean, to be fair, I know I know a few guys that talk shit about Porsche, but still want to own one. Yeah, that's true. But they don't want to own the common Porsche. They want to own an oddball. Yeah. So it's okay. Uh, I know Kyle talks a shit ton of shit about Subaru, and I know if I gave him mine, he'd be like, oh, thank you so much. I'd sell it. I, know you I would <laughs> fucking stab the shit out of you. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love Subaru. Lexi, I will carry your man if you sell Which that car. Which is pretty much how you guys Just feel kidding. about VW. So. I mean, there, there's the... Do I like the GTI? Yeah, I like the GTI. It's a it's a fantastic car. Yeah. But are there other vehicles I would own over that yeah, for the, the cost? Yeah, the range, there's so many other Absolutely. options. Absolutely. And I just like German shit because I like the interiors better. My Subaru has all the problems solved. I have a lifetime warranty. You can go suck a dick. I got a million mile warranty, so I'm solid. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm, I'm good. to be fair, the three of us though are one I paid of the, a lot extra for my warranty. So. Well, let's be fair though. Like we're we're that small niche niche of people that actually will spend the money maintaining our car. I didn't yeah. tell you about what happened with my headlight, did I? 
No, but let's. Okay, we'll is it, is it, does this tie into the cur- the current one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, so when I was buying the car, they obviously tried to sell me the extended warranty and all that crap, and I was like, I will because say of my it, it Scion, was worth it. Because of my Scion, I was super skeptical. Like my Scion, okay. they covered nothing on that four thousand dollar fucking extra warranty they they literally it was supposed to be a hundred thousand mile extra warranty i bought the car with ninety thousand miles and then I'm it sorry, was over at a hundred here right now the, that warranty was over at a hundred thousand miles so i had a fucking four thousand dollar warranty for ten thousand miles and that was it so here's that my okay you off. paid four grand for a ten thousand mile warranty i paid eighteen hundred dollars for a million mile warranty. Yeah, as long so, as I stay up on my maintenance and exactly. I have See, records like, of it. That's why I was like, I don't want to buy any extended warranties. But then it was like, okay, I'm buying a Volkswagen now. It is low miles, but if anything happens, I don't want to be fucked. So I bought the $4,000 warranty. Um, so you bought I, a nice Miata. So I... Um, Fact. Fuck off. Um, <laughs> so I ended up... I had a blowout. Um, I had a I had a pothole pretty Was this what? Hard. Oh, two weeks ago? Uh, no, this was when I first got the car. Um, Why does it seem so close? Kyle has bad luck with cars. He just yeah, needs to stop just... driving. <laughs> so I, I had a yes. blow All I did was hit a pothole, and it, it blew up my tire. But evidently, it knocked off a $5 piece of plastic in my fender wall. There's a little access hole to be able to access something. Oh, like okay, like the Ford has with the, some of the headlights and shit. Yeah, so you can okay. replace a headlight bulb or something. Um, that little access panel had, had fallen off, and I had hit a puddle a couple weeks later. Um, quite a large puddle. I couldn't avoid it. There was oncoming traffic. And no, I don't give me that look. I don't, I don't, I used to, okay. So for, for, uh, people listening, um, (laughs) I used to like to swerve at puddles, but now I have a nice car and I don't do that shit anymore. Um, the snapshots of him in the Ranger, fucking three foot puddle, fucking fucking 40 miles an hour, full gear, a full bore, just (laughs) boom. I, I thought that thing was fun. Yeah, I usually do the same thing in the Jeep and in the Ford. Yeah. Why? Well, the Jeep, I, mean, I could like, see. Now that you have a car that you care about, you don't do it anymore. Like, now I have a car that I care about, so I don't do it anymore. But I, I didn't, I couldn't avoid this puddle. And uh, Subaru, I noticed bro. some condensation in my through. headlight, <laughs> and then my LED DRL went out, like, two days later. Isn't that, like, just the, like, I know the Subarus have it's that. expensive as fuck. Like, you're better it's, off replacing the entire front end of the car than having some guy take that headlight apart and fix that one fucking LED strip. Yep. It's part of the headlight, so Volkswagen was like, you need a new headlight. And I was like, okay, is it covered under a warranty? And they're like, uh, oh, yeah, you have the, the CPO warranty. You're good. And I was like, okay, cool. And then, you know, they ended up ordering the headlight. I had to go back. Now, was this through that headlight. dealership or was that directly through the manufacturer? I, I went through the dealership that I bought the car at. Um, what dealership was this again? Uh, City Volkswagen in Chicago. Um, not the down and not the other not one. Not the downtown one, though. Fuck that. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I ended up going back. They ended up, you know, replacing it free of charge. I, I paid like a fifty dollar deductible for my uh, for my warranty. Fifty dollars um, for a thousand dollar headlight. All oh no! Fucking day. Oh no! Just wait. So I asked the sales guy how much this job would have cost me. I'm just talking the, the piece alone. Oh no! No, I, I, yeah. Um, you fucking badge group, son of a bitches. I asked him how much this job would have cost me, and he said about four thousand dollars. So you bought it was it was literally like I think he said thirty three hundred for the headlight, and then however much for um, for the headlight, the modules, the motors, everything, everything going on in that headlight because it has up down side to side. Oh, it's um, got the uh, auto sense. It's got the leveling uh, shit. The fog light that comes on 
well, it's not a fog light, a corner light that comes on um, when you turn your steering wheel so much. It's got so many fucking features in this headlight. So, I mean, it makes sense. Um, but yeah, Do you so know where that, that actually that came from? That one job basically paid for my entire warranty. So I mean, really right there was worth that. it. Like, yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of the warranties. Like, Mike was really smart going to the dealership he went through. Yeah. Um, lifetime, baby. Lifetime. They 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 had the same car I wanted with tan interior, and I said no. So, I, I have a feeling that, like, Volkswagen doesn't do that my, million-mile warranty because they're um, already hurting for cash because of Dieselgate. I and bought mine through an aftermarket company. Through, if they did a warranty like that, they would go bankrupt. They didn't hurt no fuck. They, no, they're no, no, not no, hurting in no I way, mean, shape, or form. Okay, they, but they bought Lamborghini after Dieselgate. No, they had Lamborghini before then. They bought another car, a car company. They have Bugatti. Yeah. They have Lamborghini. Yeah. And they're, they I, have Volkswagen. There's talks of them actually selling those now. Well, they need. What well, I feel like it's good. What I think that's probably more an emissions thing, though, to be honest, so that they don't yes have these no. high polluting companies under their belt. Yes and no, because those cars, like some of the new ones, like the Bugatti and the Volkswagen, you're talking an elite clientele. That's beyond what most of us will yeah. ever touch. Well, and I think maybe with them being such low numbers, they might not even be fucking... Um, Do you think they might use that to free up space in the company to yeah, it, well, enhance it could the cars be, they have now? It could be something to focus more on electric. Um, so they might be freeing up space to buy... Um, throw back to uh episode was it eight when we talked about volkswagen working with uh ford oh yeah, yeah. they're they're working on a uh, electric yep the creating um, a full was it 2025 or something 2030 yeah, I, I, I don't know at this point i'm like, not gonna I own one so i don't give a shit we've talked about electric vehicles a lot so far yeah. on like this podcast. for guys who hate electric cars we talk yeah. about them a lot well it's, I, the, I it's like the future I, it is i've actually driven a tesla um never and... driven an electric car i've never driven a, i've driven one hybrid so I was working at Adjust Tires, and I drove it um, after That's alignment. actually the one you – it was that in the Maserati that sold me on the DWS 06 that you told me about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I drove the – it was a Model S uh, P100. Uh, oh, you got the big bitch. Yeah, and that thing – dude, that feeling of just instant acceleration and unlimited grip is insane. And there's just no noise. It's just tire noise. And it, I just was like, what? What? Like, it broke my brain a little bit. Like, I I wanted to hate that car. I wanted to hate it. I, I got in it like, like, this is stupid. I don't like this. And then I just matted the freaking throttle. And I was like, oh, oh, so now I, I, I'm, I'm conflicted. On a side note, to kind of tie into this, because it goes with your car history, because mm-hmm. some of the cars you both are looking at have this feature. Um I'll give a shout out to DWA podcast. Like they, they cover this one a lot. It's the um, electric, um, what's it? electric plumbed noises. So like they oh. have something that ties your exhaust or your yeah, intake into your speakers. Yeah, my car has it, and I have it turned off. I think that shit's um, stupid. Okay, my car's, just, my car's loud enough. I say yeah, so like, is mine. I have a I have an aftermarket catless downpipe. I don't need fake noises in my speakers. Hold on, stop right there. Like Mike, music. pour his fucking beer. <laughs> pour his goddamn beer. <laughs> there you go. Um. Okay. So. Like, so you gotta slap your husband when you when you hear this. Um. It's fine. My question: Are you happy with the purchase? <laughs> are you, Are you happy with the purchase of your car? And are you thankful for the process you went through for your different cars? And is it the other? So three part. We're missing the one car he's probably most excited to talk about. 
Sure. Oh shit. Yep. I was just oh no, that's coming up next. I want to save that. Uh, we're gonna save yeah. that for down yeah, here. We'll save that. Um, right. um, currently, but, up to the current moment of the driving vehicles you have. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> are you thankful for the process you've gone through of the variety of vehicles you've owned? Absolutely. I mean, every car that I had taught me something. Like, Mike, how about you? Are you thankful for the process of the, the different vehicles you've gone through? Yeah, it makes me want to know. I want to drive sports cars the rest of my life. Okay, there you go. I think um, the only vehicle that I didn't learn anything with is probably the Versa, because all I did was plastic the shit out of that car. It taught you one thing: <laughs> don't buy a fucking. Plastic sucks. <laughs> yes. Um, Mike, is there a car you would go back and reown? Like, if you could buy that. 1985 Cadillac Baywood Rome. That thing's so cool. Excluding what you would do to change it, like, that would be your. Cal, what would the one car you would get back? My 280ZX. I knew that was going to be an answer. Well, like, yeah. With the knowledge that I have now. I should have had him on the last episode. With the knowledge that I have now, like, why would I not want to own that car again? Well, well, not only that, but the network you've grown, too, with the people you've met. Yeah. My knowledge was what was holding me back before, because I did not know what I was doing. I was nervous to take the head off, because like I didn't, I didn't know what I was. I feel like into. you were more nervous about the body work. Like, no, I was teaching myself the body work. Um, let's but, not talk about body work. I actually want to cry. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I would, I would own that car all over again if I could have the knowledge that I have um, now, for sure. Would you resto? Would you both resto mod your? The car we're you, about. Yeah. yeah. Would you rest the mod though? So it's like modern brakes, modern engine, but still same body. But well, I'm the complete opposite. I'm gonna pay someone to do it. I, I mean, like, no, I want it done like, perfectly. Like, no, what like, would you do like ideally, whether you pay for it or you do it yourself, would you rest the mod so like you restore it to a certain level, but and you then, put the modern brakes, you put the modern suspension, you put modern safety in the engine and everything. Just like, do a full restore where it's just stuck. Kind of full restore, but I would definitely make sure that it does not have drum brakes on it. Yeah. Okay, so okay. you rest the mod it. Yeah, like and even you'd putting, you'd probably put wheels on it too. Let's be honest. Honestly, I'm okay with the old wheels. Like, I mean, they are kind of cool. Yeah, I, I, I can fuck with them. I could, like, I even it's hubcaps. Yeah, but like they're I mean, still kind of badass. But they're still cool as shit. I, I, I support. What it. if you did steelies, like deep dish steelies, with the hubcaps going, but white walls out? On that, you could rock white walls. You could rock white walls. You could that. definitely. You, I think you'd have to run Vogue's the the white wall with the yellow stripe. You know. Yeah. But they're like four thousand dollars a set for literally no reason. Yeah, I know. Fair enough. But Kyle, would you you would rest on my jersey? Yes. I think it would be mostly modifications, not restoration. That car, I would probably modern brakes, modern I suspension. Would, I would probably go full race car with it, to be honest. Um, okay, so you're beyond engine what? swap, okay. caged, no interior. Um, because I mean, it's it's such a that, great race car. It is, and it's it's a very hard car to just restore. It would be way more expensive than it's worth. Um, to yes and restore no. It. It's on your opinion, but at the same time, that market, if you even half restored yeah. that car, I mean, it's, you're getting twenty but 30 the, grand. The amount of money it costs to get it to that point to be worth that much is very high. So it's yes like and no. you're you're on really thin profit margins. If, if you you're do thinking a lot of work yourself, you could save some money. Yeah. Like if you know somebody who does body work. Oh, you know somebody who does engine work? Like you could save a lot of money that way. Yeah. Now, if you're going I, through a I shop, I wanted to do the the wide body, the the 240ZG wide body from Japan. Um, the the plastic over fenders. Mike, pull up um, a picture. It the off your phone. It was the one with the headlight covers and the really smooth body lines, and then it. it I know Gran Turismo has it. Um, oh, the Fugu Z. Yes. Oh um, God, yes, please. Yeah. So I would do that style on the 280. Um, 
I would I would rather have an older Z, to be honest. But if I had to pick something from my list, it was definitely that one, for sure. Like, no contest at all. Okay, I dig it. Um, so let's see. We've covered Kyle's car history. Some we of the don't have to ask you which one you would take back. We Not all, a question. It's, yeah. it's the legacy. There's two. I take back my prism. Really? I That's take back my prism with a six-speed LSD. I throw a custom gear in. just, like, full fucking track car it? I would do a Geo Prism version of the uh, circuit cars that Japan used to run for the AE 101s because I had AE 100. Watch Mighty Car Mods. Mm, yes and no. Okay, you probably didn't. Watching the videos is really hard just because yeah, of work no. and yeah, and stuff you, like. they have so many videos for each car, so it's, um, it's hard to. The '98, you bet your ass I'd buy that car back. I actually might reach out and try to buy that car back this year. Oh. Um. Wait, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, that one. Okay, yeah, I was the thinking black something one. completely different. My the bad. black one. Yeah, no, that's the one that I was thinking would be the only one that you would pick for sure. That's That one and the AE-100, the AE, uh, the EE-100, Geoprism. Oh, okay. Um, because I would you, I would actually go with this. You would pick your 88 Rolla back up? I wouldn't mind that one. That thing was cool. I, I wouldn't thought, mind that one if I could. I, I thought I that could, was one of the coolest looking cars you've owned besides the MR2, for um, sure. I, I would take... The Geo back because of the cleanness of the body. Yeah, and because um, of, you know, sentimental value. I would go first with car. first car ever. Um, yeah. I bought the car cash. I bought it on my own. I've what never had something. that, did it? You sold it, right? You it's off it. to some shithead who would beat the hell out of it. Oh, um, um, got scrapped. That one I would do a Rustam on. So it'd be a, it's, a six-speed with an LSD, okay. um, custom axles, turboed, ha- uh, full cage on it, drops, and I would take it on the track. And then the Subaru, you would get back, you'd do the actual swap correctly, and then... Yeah, I would actually have a professional harness, do the harness, and say... And then 10,000 miles later, your head's going to blow up. No, I do a flat six. I do a 3.6 liter flat six with a, like, a TDO4 turbo on, like, 10 pounds of boost. Hmm. Um, Our favorite location to go to for Subarus, they actually have the build set for somebody to do. It's a common swap. I'd go with the 3.6 liter. Just okay. even an NA 3.6 liter, pulling up next to a Porsche and hearing them hear that flat six noise would go. What if you did a Porsche engine swap and just really fuck I'm with not people? paying 40 grand for an engine. No, I know. That was just. That that would be pretty wild, though. If you just, like, had you're paying unlimited 40 grand, budget. You're paying 40 fucking, grand for an engine. You better buy that GTR motor because that's 38K. Right? Yeah. Or the Helifant. Massive fucking V8 from Dodge. Now, before the anybody says you can't fit a V8 into a second gen legacy, I know can. a guy who has one who drives one. You can't. There's somebody who's swapping a Dodge V12, V10 into a first gen, I believe. And it's insane. Um, it's on YouTube. Can't remember the guy's name, whoever you are, if you ever hear this. You're a fucking legend. And we appreciate you. You have too much money to spend. <laughs> It's it's like an old van engine or some shit or truck engine or something, but they never it, made it a V12 truck cool. engine. It was super freaking cool. It was it's uh, gas, I believe. Oh um, yeah, but either way, that was wild. That's stupid. Um, um okay, so I know we could rant on okay. about that all the way for a long time. So we're gonna cut to the next one because Mike could talk about a car he would love to own for hours. The GTR. Where, where are we at? Um, oh yeah. Okay. So something I was listening to in a few different podcasts, and one of the things is, what do you rate yourself as far as 
um, knowledge, skill, and driving skill. Like uh, through okay. a one to one through ten, for you personally, where do you think you rank yourself? And then uh, we'll go over Mikey and knowledge, myself. Knowledge, I'd say like a six or seven. Skill, I'll go seven. And then driving skill, I, I'm pretty confident in my driving skill. I'd say probably like seven and a half, eight. Mike, what about you? I'm way lower than both of you on both of these. Like, honestly, my knowledge is just very expanded on, like, the newer cars because I just get all these updates all the time for the newer cars. But Does like, your knowledge, now for the two of you, does your knowledge level change? Because we're talking overall. Like, doesn't matter what car, just your I overall mean, knowledge. Like, yeah. So, like, okay. if, it, if we're, like, brand-specific, VW, I'm at, like, a 9.5. Freaking Nissan, I'm at, like, a... Eight. I used to be so obsessed with Nissan when I had my. You national. still are. I still love them. I just think modern Nissans suck. They just really dropped the quality a lot. Um, and then like, look how the GTR was an awesome thing that they came out with, and then they just like tried to ride that headline for way too long. Um, they, yes and no, because like Mike had a point about this last, because we we went back and forth on this for a little bit on and off the podcast is. If you look at where they had the car and the vehicles they were trying to compete against, they're trying to bring Nissan back to that. We are a powerhouse. So they're not going against the $100,000, you know, the $60,000 Porsche. are looking at the 911 GT3 RS, and they're looking at the Lamborghinis and the Ferraris. They're looking up at competing yeah. into a different aspect. Oh, for sure. And, like, you know, the, for an enthusiast, the GTR it itself is just an amazing feat of engineering. But now it's like so many other companies – caught up very quickly and it's like you think they're sitting stagnant yeah that's the thing that's what i was going to get into is like they're making it hard to buy a new one which from a manufacturer's perspective they're making money based off of new cars not used cars right so shit poor i know they actually um, make more off used cars surprisingly yeah well it i mean the dealerships do but that doesn't translate to nissan making more yeah so um Nissan sells their brand new GTRs for what, 120, give or take, depending uh, on the model. Average price across the board. It's somewhere around 100. So 100 grand for a 2020 GTR, let's say, for not a you know black edition or fucking Nismo edition or whatever it is. Or you can go on the used marketplace. I'm pointing at Mikey right now. And find a 2018 or fuck, you can go all the way back to what 2000. What was it? 2008, 2010. It came out. Now, Something like that, yeah. So there's like, a point I want to bring up. Remind me about this after because it ties into something like a Porsche thing, but keep going. Um, so it's like I the, the reason why I have a negative opinion on modern Nissan is because they're just they're dragging their cars out for too long, and now modern cars, people are up, other companies are updating their cars too much. They're they're catching up and excelling at what Nissan was good at back in the day. And now it's like it's hard for them to rebound. But now they're coming out with the 400Z or whatever the hell they're going to call it. And I think that thing looks pretty fucking... Now, like, what's your opinion on how you think Nissan... Because I, I feel like a company like Toyota... Like, I feel like the imports in general, mm-hmm. the, the Japanese imports, have gone for so long of the... We don't want to compete in the horsepower game. We don't want to compete in diesels. We want to go with the fuel economy. We want to hit the mass market. What do you think... Um, cause like I see Kyle's point about the dangly keys over here. Um, I see Kyle's point about the, there's a hook on the table. Oh, there is. Oh, um, I, I see Kyle's point about the, 
it feels like it's staying stagnant. But yes, Nissan has sat stagnant on a long time. The Z chassis alone has gone for 15 years. Yeah, and it was just barely tweaked from the 350, which came out in 2003. Oh, yeah, 2003, you're right. Um, and it, the 350 and 370 are there's such minute changes. I mean, yeah, the engine and drivetrain are a bit a bit different, but like overall, it's like there's not much that they changed. didn't change much. Um, my one argument for the GTR is how many cars are you gonna find with a hand built motor? Yeah, no, that is freaking cool. You were talking two hundred thousand dollar Porsche level. I watched the full documentary on that, and that was phenomenal. I can't believe that a company like Nissan does that. Like I can I can cool. see well, if you look back at some well, of their original you, cars. Yeah, like, if you look back at their history of what they used to be, then it makes sense. But now, see, go out and look at any non hundred thousand dollar Nissan, and it's like, how are they selling? I'll take this a car? Nissan all wheel drive Altima. Their their interior quality is shit. That's just it's that's just, the market across the board, though. It's like that's. I feel like that's the whole Mitsubishi you, run out Nissan Alliance sharing too many parts and like not having divided enough classes for their cars. I you know, agree like, with that. Like, I feel like if Nissan wants to make shitty cars, they should bring back Datsun as their I, shit car brand. Like, you know, just make something cheap that no, works. No, they should bring that back phenomenal. as a performance brand. I mean... Because the Datsun 510, the Datsun 280Z, the Datsun 240Z, you're talking, yeah. that's well, that's when their performance they, was going? They originally brought it out to be a budget car brand, though. And I feel like if you're... But like, if you look at what happened that idea. The car. Maybe not call it Datsun, but... I would bring back Datsun as my performance brand. Yeah. I mean, that would be cool. For At least for me, because I think of... You think... Da- Dotson. We totally went on another tangent again. We did. Um, ADD. I still haven't been able to rate myself. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I didn't hear right. I heard something else. Oh, no. <laughs> That's something... No. Um, so no, Kyle would rate himself myself. on the higher scale. Mike, what about you? Yeah. Oh, what, Now, what's the question? Would you rate yourself knowledge? Skill, okay. so working on cars. Like, your ability to work on cars, okay. and then your driving skill. All right, knowledge, uh, depending on, obviously, what we're talking about, because Euros, I know, like, jack shit on. I can still tell you how to do Mercedes-Benz oil light, though. Um, yep. <laughs> Mikey, fix this. Yep, always. Uh, but knowledge, I would probably go with probably all around, probably a three or a four. Uh, skill working on, I still don't do my own work, to be honest. Like, I'll, I'll do some of it, but, like, honestly, like, I know Well, let's that, be fair, you have... Two vehicle, you have one vehicle that's still heavily under warranty, and the other one, you don't want to get under a car that's three inches off the ground. Three inches? That's that's a stretch, man. That thing's. Well, you're not slam slammed, but. No, those coils are to the ground. Oh, nice. Like he's nice. Uh, I two inches off the ground. I, I can't it's even. Sitting in a storage it. unit. Yeah, I can't. Well, even actually, it's sitting in a pole barn. I miss that thing. Um, you let me drive that thing when you had like first gotten it. Yeah, Kia so, was the first one to drive it. So overall, you'd rate yourself on the lower scale. Yeah, skill um, working on, I'd probably go with again like a three or a four, and then I'd have, drive. To, I'd, I'd have to bump him up to like a five. I yeah, feel like you're more at a five because really he, good with like wiring stuff. Like you're good at wiring, you know how to do brakes, you know how to do suspension. Now, if you're talking heavier stuff like engine rebuild and stuff, me if I'm rebuilding an engine, I'm, I'm hey. Tint on, oh, repair. You do it. That's coming up next. Okay. Um, I'd give myself at a five or a six across the board. I, it depends on the car, because like the two cars I own now, yeah, no, I'm not getting under the hood of the Genesis, because that's just no. Because uh, the next thing I can do is the turbo swap, and I and that point I you're taking have, some, like BTR or somebody who. No, I probably honestly have uh, Ryan and Sean come out and help me. Okay. Um. um 
I would end up probably doing that one myself because it's not under warranty. Um, okay, then, fair. Um, I was just thinking the electrical Subaru. shit, but the tuning, I'd bring it to somebody and have them do. Well, because they sell the tune with the turbo kit. So, oh, okay. So okay. it's just drop-in ECU. Um, the reason why I won't is work on the Subaru is BTR? because... Yeah. Um, the reason I won't work on the Subaru alone is because everything you do on a Subaru has to be fucking tuned. So... You do an intake, you gotta tune it. You do an exhaust, you gotta tune it. And exclude cat back, you can drop the cat back on like you did. Um, but the, I feel like the more modern cars we're getting, the more finicky. It doesn't matter if it's a Chevy or a Ford or a Toyota or a Subaru or a Nissan or a Porsche or whatever. Like you're getting into a higher class and more complex. Yeah, I'll do the I'll do the intake and like I, I won't even touch. I will not touch a turbo. I will not touch that turbo because I've heard so many horror stories about those bolts cracking. Like if it cracks, I want it in a shop. Um, You'd rather give the expert the opportunity. Like now, if it was now, say I'll, I want to throw this out at you because I want Kyle's opinion on this too. We'll say we all have 2005 SDIs. Would you rather work on do the most bulk work on your own? Okay, Kyle for a MK3 GTI. But if you had uh, 05 STI that you got for a really good deal, that would you do a lot of your own work, but take it into a professional for stuff like an engine rebuild or tuning or? I would rather have an 05 STI than a Mark III. (laughs) Okay, this is a good point. That's rough. Now, like uh, uh, at the same time, but you would feel comfortable doing it versus a 2020. Working on it. Like oh, just like regular building it. Okay. Uh, Outside of the uh, outside of the engine block. I will not build my own car. As okay. far as the engine goes, I trust somebody to. When you come into engines like, um, three HGTEs or K twenties, um, you know, I mean, super like, motors, Porsche motors, primarily the flat, the flat yeah, motors. Flat like engines, I don't trust myself building it. Whole fucking bag of worms that I would not want to open. Yeah, that EJ, like, I mean, if I'm working on it and I'm building that car, it's getting stroked, and I'm not I'm not stroking something myself, so no. Well, you're stroking something, but it's not an engine. Oh, I stroked something else, not an oh, engine. Oh, sure. <laughs> um, but, uh, and then driving skill, are we talking with people on the road or without people on the road? Because well, with, so peop- with people on the, the road, I feel like I'm a 10. Uh, without people on the road, I feel like I'm probably an 8, because I'd probably be around a track. I've never driven on track. I say, out of the three of us, Cal's the only one who's gotten the track. Um, you're a dick. I'm sorry. Um, Let me go take the Genesis out of the pole barn. Let's race. Let's go. <laughs> like we can pause the podcast right now and go get this done. Um, <laughs> I got a slipping clutch. No thanks. Oh yeah, I didn't even talk about that. Rip. Kyle broke his clutch. Yeah, I, I tuned my car. Um, and everybody. But says, you knew that was gonna happen. It. Everybody says don't go stage two with the stock clutch, and I got the cob, and I was like. I'll go stage one. I'll keep I'll keep my clutch okay. And then I installed stage one, and I was able to modify the two-step two on it. And I was like, ooh. Horrible and I was idea. like, you know what? I'm going to try stage two and just see how fast <laughs> it feels. And literally two two-step launches and just feeling like, holy shit, this is actually fast. Compared to stock. Compared to stock, it was actually very fast. Is this it's the fastest like, car you've ever owned? 100%. Okay. Um, so it's fast, at least to you. From my that, that is your from my perspective. Yes. Um, it wasn't as scary as your Subaru. Yeah. But it was like genuinely very fast for a GTI. Now, do you think um, we'll we'll take I've been this? In ones, but you take Mike's drivetrain, so a modern WRX or an STI okay. six speed. Uh-huh. We'll say we'll we'll go with this: the STI six speed I... for a USDM. Put it in the black one. 
Do you think that would have been a terrifying car? Yes. Okay. Yes. That car, just that little weight with that much power was terrifying. Like, I, I did an all-wheel drive burnout in it because I was, like, scared to stall it. And it just scared the shit out of me. And dude. the worst part is, it's not like I had like, cheap Nikon's was on. with me in the car yeah. too. He I had thousand dollar Michelin's on that car. And it, did it, that. I was just and then just oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck. Mikey, okay, hold on. Oh yeah, no, I want to tell I want to tell this story. Hold on. So let me preface this: Mikey's six two, Kyle's five seven. I'm five foot four and one hundred ten pounds. I'm six five, motherfucker. Six five. I'm sorry. All right, anyway, yeah, so... 6'8", with the fucking ego. Love you, Mikey. <laughs> Hell yeah. Anyway, so... This is probably my second time ever meeting Keo, and, like, my first time not being drunk. So... So Kyle... So Kyle asked him, he's like, hey, can I take your car around the block? And I'm like, can I go in it? This I'm so like, yeah, first, sure, go ahead. First time I'm ever in the car. Literally, the one thing... Hold on, Kio, was this pre or post um, top mount upgrade in the bigger turbo? Pre. I, yeah. Oh, was, okay. So was, this was a super responsive. Yeah, it was freaking very responsive. Like this was a was just... this was a essentially stock WRX moto with a few bits and pieces. Yes. Yeah. So the it, one thing I didn't I never lost your WRX. I never lost your WRX. Yeah. So the one thing that Keo says to Kyle, <laughs> don't. Do a burnout. Do not launch my car. I just got tires two weeks before that. I put like 300 miles on it. They weren't even broken in yet. So we drive down the street we were on where the house we were at. We take one turn and Kyle says, I want to see what this thing can do. To be fair, I was inside my house with music going and I heard my turbo railing from three blocks away. So Kyle. I want to kill you. Kyle hits this thing, and I don't think so. He, like I was I still pretty new to manual at that point. Like uh, I, you were I, comfortable. I was comfortable, but I, I wasn't like you. Well, you never up, you never I, driven I, an upgraded. I never clutch. driven all wheel drive manual. I had never driven upgraded clutches. I was very new to shit like that. Like yeah. So I don't think he'll even need to hear the damn car to know that what happened because when I walked the fuck back in the house, the smile on my face gave it all away. When it's Mikey walks so like, in and goes, hands up, goes, I didn't do anything. <laughs> so so I was like, I was just trying to launch it hard. And, you know, I obviously had the clutch in and I brought the revs up a little bit because I didn't want to stall it or have it like lugging off the start. I just wanted to go. And I figured, you know, it's knowing a small what two I knew about the clutch, you, you got to rev it up a little bit. And I, I just dumped the clutch a little bit too quickly and it just roasted the fucking tires off of the car. Just, and I like all-wheel drive car. I don't know what the fuck is gonna happen. So I'm like, oh god! And I just, I didn't want to let off and like have some snap overs here happen or you know. You gotta I drive my deuce now. So I, I freaking, I just stayed in it. And it just was probably one of the biggest smiles I had had ever up until I went on the track. Like a hundred percent. That's awesome. A first. I wanted to kill both of you. 100%. I wasn't even driving. He he was like... I knew you fucked up when you didn't get out of the car and Mike got out with a smile expressing because <laughs> I didn't do anything. I was, I was going to tell him, but then it was like, like I was going to wait a little while. And Mikey was like, I didn't do anything. I was like, oh, fuck. Right to be fair, that drivetrain took so much to be like... Oh, man. When, before I had the transmission replaced, when like, I shattered it, yeah. Um, the dude who owned the car before me would 5,000... 
RPM clutch drop that thing off the line on his way home every day to and from work. I don't think I was that constantly bad going with. I think I was at like. It was constantly like he would he would drag really he yeah. he would basically drag race that car home every day at minimum 100 miles an hour every day. That's so it took his numbers. abuse for two years. You gotta pump My, those numbers up, buddy. <laughs> I'm, kidding, I'm kidding. Fuck you with the 444 drivetrain, all right? Yo, can we get that squirrel on the podcast? Yo, yeah, geez, shout out here. to the squirrel outside. Just chilling, looking at us like he's like, hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah, he's just chilling, looking at us. Like, honestly, he's just sitting in the window. He, oh, he finally left. Um, okay, so... So, I'll give credit to Gears and Beers Media on that one, because I was actually listening to a podcast. The one I after I geeked out on, that we got shouted out on, uh, I'll say to us recently, because it was back in, like, 2017. Okay. Or, no, 2019. Um, and they that, that was one of the questions I asked a lot of the guests is, where do you rate yourself? The other thing is, primarily, me and Mike, you guys already know our answers, we never raced. Kyle's raced. Um, uh, well, Kyle's been on a track. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't say I raced. Um, I, I did a couple track days, but it was actual racetracks, not like autocross stuff. Uh, now, this is actually open to all of us. Kyle, <laughs> if you got into racing, what would your style be? Like, would you do a series? Would you do uh, like an association like NASA, Gridlife, uh, SCCA? Uh, really, Le Mans, really, Jump Car. I'm, I'm oh, would you uh, do s- partial to SCCA style. Um, okay. Because that's actually the organization I went through to go on the track. Um, I did their open track days both times. Uh, the second time was actually they this offered This motherfucker's the chilling on my, my engine hoist like it ain't nothing. Oh, there's your engine hoist. Yeah, I need to get a ram. I see that. Okay. Anyways, go ahead. Um, but yeah, I went through the SCCA for their open track day for the first one. That was my first experience on the track. Um, that was my 2007 GTI, uh, my Mark V, the gray one. Um, We're going to have to break this up into a two-part yeah, uh, episode. For sure, for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, so I had two thirty seconds of tread on those tires. I had Rock Auto Economy brakes on it, um, pads and rotors, just cheapest crap i could buy for it just to be able to afford a quick track day let me yeah. try it out kind like of i was like you know what i'm i'm only going to drive it on the track one so i'll just throw this economy stuff on because it's not like i'm racing it every other day um boiled the brakes had no brakes no clutch that was fun um <clears throat> but it was an absolute freaking blast man because um back then without covid um you got three 20 minute sessions because it was it was not as close to the end of the season as I just went. Um, so you got three 20-minute sessions. The first session, if you're a novice, you can ride in an instructor's car. Um, they show you the lines in their own car and talk to you a little bit about what they're doing. And then the next lap, they, they bring you in after it's one like lap. A, it's like going through a class where you – is it yeah. – did you do the class? They do the driving the – Course, class, course, class, they, course. They kind of um, – they give you a little bit of a crash course. Okay. Um, at least the one that I went to. I went to the Audubon Country Club in Joliet. Did um, you have the passing in this one? Is this a no passing spaced out as? It's there is passing only on straightaways. Okay. Um, like and you have to do a point. Direct. Uh, so, director initiated. Like he'll yeah. tell you. Okay. So but um so you you ride with the instructor first. This is for the beginners. Um you ride with the instructor first and then they come in after one lap and they the instructor will hop in your car with you driving it and then they tell you what to do as you're driving. And then you can do as many laps with them as you want. They taught you the flags, the course rules, yep. and driving Yeah, they driving did that in the driving meeting uh, before you even go out in the instructor's okay. car. Um, so they, I mean, the, the SCCA was absolutely phenomenal. You're on vacation. No sleeping for you, fucker. 
<laughs> but um, it was absolutely phenomenal, and I love that style racing. I love the road courses. I love, you know, all of the turns and stuff. I've never really had fast cars, so like I always drove corners aggressively. I like. Would you to... say you are you a big fan of fast cars? Or do you do like slow car fast. Where slow I would fast. consider a GTI a pretty peppy car, but compared to a Type R, yeah, no, it's 100%. not fast. Or yeah. a Porsche 911 or a 944 See, Turbo. I would be able to. I would rather be able to reach the limits of my car. Okay. You know, like if you have a freaking hundred thousand dollar Porsche, that thing's gonna be able to. To be fair, that's you. not that nice of a Porsche. Well, okay, yeah, fair enough. Well, I'm saying like a used one. Okay. Um, but like you get a 911 or a fucking Ferrari or whatever, like you're like not a gonna GTR find a racetrack where you can open that car up to its potential. And I like to be able to use the potential of my car to its fullest. And then that's where you can experience your skills as a driver better is driving a slow car fast now do you feel like you learned your car more being on the track oh 100 percent. after like you that, feel more confident on the street so, you feel more confident. yeah after i took my my mark 5 on the on the track i learned so much about that chassis like just handling dynamics it helped me a lot in normal street driving and like knowing how fast i can take corners and, and knowing where it had apexes and like it was so eye-opening. I had no idea what I was getting myself into, and now I'm never gonna financially recover from this. Um, um, so if you chose an association to go with, SCCA. it would be SCCA. Would you 100%. do an HPDE and just work the ladder to go through HPDE to get into door-to-door racing? Probably. Um, um, would I mean, you do like a Spec Miata, Spec Thirty? Would you just thought- whatever? You- the Ooh, spec Miatas were some of the coolest shit that I saw because we got to see them racing both times. And those you cars know how much are they so can cool. spend up to? Oh yeah, seventy five thousand dollars on a spec Miata, Miata, and you make one hundred forty five horsepower. It's insane. It's um, insane. But which it's is, I'm a very big fan fair of the, spec. the drivers though. Like, it is, but for the cost, I'd yeah. rather do like a spec E series. Okay. Like a BMW series. Yeah, yeah. Those um, are just cool cost too. for cost. We saw some of those. Co- cars almost cost the same. You can build it, and you have a little water range. But like Kyle said. It keeps the level playing ground, so you have a certain tire you need to run, or a certain tread where you need to run. You have power restrictions, you have fuel restrictions, like you have certain guidelines yeah. to follow. I I thought that type of racing is really cool because it's more about like drag racing is cool and the cars are freaking wicked. Like the uh, like pro level drag racing. For the money, I'm invested into that car for the ten like we'll say ten seconds, mm-hmm. probably seven or eight nine. But that 10 so, seconds, you're spending $150,000, $200,000 to build a car, and you get 10 seconds out of it, and then you're rebuilding yeah. your motor if something happens versus and like $6,000 into a car. And the thing for me, it's not even really – like, let's say money wasn't an issue. You okay. could just pick whatever fucking series you wanted. Let's say I'd go course just, racing all day. No one yeah, it's, like, it, it's more rewarding for me as a driver um, because you get more time behind the wheel. Like, you're drag racing, you go however many seconds – Literally I feel like they're um, seconds, and then you go sit and either fix your car because you probably broke it, or wait in line to go again for hours on end. Or it's like, or you could. Mike's got yeah. something to say. I'm curious okay. what he has to say. Or you can just, since you know, money's not an option, just pull up a Tesla sport, uh, Roadster and call it a fucking day. I mean, uh, <laughs> you're not wrong. But so here's no, my they, question, those Mikey. Don't have top end. And their batteries at the current moment will wear out by oh. it'll overheat by turn four of numbering. 
Well, I no. think it's turn six now with He's the upgrade racing. Yeah, I'm talking oh, about racing. So fuck you. <laughs> um, Mikey, so Kyle wants to do road course through SCCA or NSA or uh, some type so, of road yeah, course. What I was saying was, like, I would rather do that because it's more rewarding as a driver compared to... And, like, it's more rewarding in the fact that you're not... It's more worth your money? No, 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 not even that. It's, um... So, like, whoever's most successful isn't who spent the most. Hey, that's what I. That's who's what the I better like. driver? Yeah, exactly. Um, now, Mikey, what would you? Or like drag racing, it's who spent the most money on their car to make it the most bulletproof. I will. I will give huge credit to drag races of They're, you need to have. Yeah, you gotta have really good reactions. skills. Like the reaction time is insane. Have, you have the, to be a nutbag to drag the race. Dudes who freaking save these things from crashing, and you see the inside footage of what they're doing it's like you have pizza cutters as your front wheels how the fuck did you not hit the wall you know like that that's because the wheels half the time don't touch the fucking ground yeah, they're like off the ground and somehow you were able to steer your car while doing a wheelie but okay or it touches and you're just yeah. you're, you're using that pizza cutter to yeah i need to dice this way and dice that way but yeah. have, if, if have you ever actually so like, like it, i mean they're they're definitely really skilled dudes but like it's a they're crazy it's not as it's not as intense. I think Would you say as, it's not as rewarding like, yeah, for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay. think intense was the wrong word. I think from my perspective, road racing is a lot more rewarding. I feel like you're but testing your broke. limits a lot more. So, yeah. Um, I know guys who, example, Mark, who used to, who's drifted, who's drag raced, who's autocrossed. He says his circuit, uh, for what I last recall a couple years ago, is his go-to would be road racing. Because he goes, I want to be able to take out, no matter what car I have, I want to be able to take it out and test the, the guy mm-hmm. who's got the nicer car, who's got yeah. the more money. Because like, just because you have more money doesn't mean shit. this GTI, I was on track with a fucking Ferrari 488 in my daily driver. I like, should say and, your money doesn't mean shit, but like yeah, if you're talking, but, a, uh, uh, you're racing a more spec series. I was able series. to outperform a Ferrari 88 in a $17,000 Volkswagen GTI. Like it, it, it shows a lot more about the driver. Than Do you think if he had racing. the skill and you guys bumped up to HP2? Oh, man, he would... He would Obliterate me. I know, sure. like something like Road Road America that is longer, but yeah, like, no, oh, just very dangerous. Alone, he'd win. Yeah, no, on on this shorter course that I was on, like it, level the current situation, like his stock car versus your stage two tune. I don't have a chance. It's a fucking like, Ferrari 488. But you, because like as soon as he hit fun. the straightaway, I was giving it everything my car had, and he was. <laughs> It was like it was insane. The the noise like God, I heard that so clean in my headphones. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it kind of sounded like Ferrari was just driving it really to the did. living room. <laughs> but dude, um, that's what it was like. I mean, I I obviously had my the noises are orgasmic on those cars. Like and you know, it, it, on the straightaways, he was just gone. But then on the corners, I was about to scrape his paint off of his bumpers. Like and that's what I like. Do you think he was like, a straight line driver? His, Versus you, who's more of a corner driver. Yeah, probably. Um, but then, you know, after I had gotten past him and stayed of, stayed ahead of him for like three laps or whatever it is before I went off track, um, he started catching on to my lines, and it was a lot harder to lose him. Yeah, so once, he was definitely learning. But it, he said it was his like third or fourth track day. So or something it, like he that. was in it like, okay, cool. Pete, today was supposed to be the day I drove a Ferrari four five eight Italia. Um, that was my ooh. birthday present, but I'm not gonna be able to catch that one in. Yep. We'll Look still make that. it happen. That was supposed to be my birthday present, too. Did I tell you about that? No. Oh, man. Yep. At, well, you know what? We'll make that happen for both of you guys because there's oh, this yeah. cool little thing we'll talk about off podcast and maybe yeah. cover on the next episode that we're going to save this one and start the next one. Um, Mike, what would you do? Would you get in, involved into a, an association? Would you off. just. Sorry. Not good. Um, what happened? You can, can, oh, you that. You said you kept cutting me off. 
Yeah. I'm used to it. Kristen Keo does it all the damn he time. He does it to me too. Let's be fair. Yeah, we all do this shit. Come on, let's be honest. And anybody right. listening, let's just think of when you're talking with your friends. I bet you all you car guys do the same goddamn thing. Especially if you have oh, two shit. dudes who have ADD. Oh yeah, we all do. I think. What are you talking about? I'm the one that knows the fucking squirrel. Touche. <laughs> he, he literally knows a squirrel. Um, so my, if you got it, would if you got into racing, what would your uh, ideal series be, and would you do it through an association? Or would you just do like open track days, test and tunes? That would probably be what I do, honestly. I would be more. I would have a lot more fun one driving my own cars, two, just doing open track days, sitting there going with friends. Like to be fair, any of these series, you would be driving your own car. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but like just going to open track days would probably be fuck. like probably be my ideal thing. Okay. Is it? I mean, I feel like that's pretty much the entry to racing. Like that is. You start with taking your car on the track on an open track day, and then it's like, oh shit, now I'm gonna become a race car driver. I'll be honest <laughs> though, like, like I, I want to. If I had the funds, I would already be entering into a league, like 100. percent I, if I had the money to support NASA or SCC HPDE class, I would what? NASA or SCCA mm-hmm. HPDE class, because you can work the ladder. Yeah. But. So you do what you did on the course, but in a longer term, and you get to face a wider range. So but you would probably jump up to HPD three. I'd be an HPD one. Okay. I I have no idea what those classes mean to be honest. Um, um it's basically <laughs> beginner, like beginner, and so, all the way oh, at the top so is like advanced slash pros. So I went uh beginner class again the second time I went in this GTI the 2017. And I definitely should have put myself in the more advanced class. I wouldn't. I don't. I wouldn't want to be on the pro level because those cars are just. Those are way talking. You're talking guys capable. like Dewey. And so like the Mark owner of my company Sammy. that I work for, um, he has a C6 or uh, a C7 Z06. Um, I'm sticking my finger at you right now. And it is fast. Like that thing, he was absolutely killing it. Like that car, and. Did you know that those have, like, a camera in the front to record your track day? That thing's a 2015, and it plays it back on the in-car infotainment with uh, steering angle, braking percentage, thought Cow percentage. Just broke I, I I saw it after, because I, I I had saw my the owner of my company, and I was like, oh, shit, hey, and, you know, ran into him, and then um, we were all talking for a bit, and then he eventually went back into his car. I thought the dude was playing, like, Gran Turismo 3. I genuinely thought he was playing a PS2 game in his freaking Corvette. Okay. And then I was like, oh, wait, wait, that's the this car is he your, was racing This is against. you. Like, it was so cool. Uh, and it just, I would not be able to compete with cars like that in the car that I drive. There's no way in hell. Absolutely not. Like, that car makes 650 wheel horsepower. And I made Touché. three on stage uh, two, maybe. So... Mikey, you were saying open track day tests and yeah. tunes. Now, why would you choose those versus do, getting into like a a Dota door or a HPDE style? Where HPDE, it's almost like a time attack. Like you are oh, getting better. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Um, HPDE is like you're going out there and you're being taught and figuring out your car. Where then you could sit in HPDE or you can go to time attack. You can go to door to door or you can get into something like a spec Miata or a spec E series thing. Why would you choose open tech? Is it because you want to be able to take your street car, figure, like, say you do something to your car, you want to take it out, figure it out, and fine-tune your driving capabilities? Is that more the reason why? 
Yes and no all at the same time, because obviously I'd still like to go to those events. I'd like to be a part of the events. I just wouldn't want to be the one driving in those events. Okay. Um, obviously, you know, I'm six foot five. It's hard to sit there and one build a cage to fit my my big ass. Um, and then show yeah. people. <laughs> yeah, so I'd be better as like a pit crew or just you know sitting the sitting in the pits hanging out well, I mean, with, like with you know, with the you, guys. If you got the, enough money to be doing something like that, though, and. I mean, you wouldn't be able to do like a spec Miata thing. Like that's oh, just yeah, not no, gonna no. work. But but yeah. like he could are, actually, you know, he could reasonably do a spec Miata for fifteen k. Damn. I mean, you would just have to what like cut out the floorboards or like. <laughs> no surprises. So what's neat about the spec Miata is like any spec class car, like uh-huh. you can race spec fits. And some of these guys who are racing, like there's a pro driver who races with grid life for Honda, who actually got to do a take out one of the guys spec fits. He said that was the most enjoyable time he sat on a track in years because you got to rail the fucking car. He goes, you got to push it to the limit. Go fill your juice, sir. I don't have any juice. Six, Nick, or you do it 50? I have 50. I got six, Nick. You're fucked. Well, oh, if, I, I need six, Nick, and then just um, give me something so I last. Let, after we finish this, this I was just over here over. dying to myself because I'm picturing Mikey in a spec Miata with a cutout floorboard flintstoning it. <laughs> Nah, dude, it's gonna be just like it's Mikey's gonna be gonna what Fast and Furious should have had because obviously there was no floorboard in that eclipse, and all of a sudden there was a floorboard in the eclipse when, Tur- when, Tur- and when when he picked up Toretto. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, Magic has a floorboard again. Yeah. You notice it? Yeah. yeah. What? Um, he magically has has a floorboard again. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Well, obviously he got it after the race. Duh. The thirty-two seconds between yeah, the thirty-two the seconds where the or the he, and he drove two blocks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so to narrow it down, like what what would what would, is it your exact reason for wanting to do more like test and tune and open track? So is it just like are you not quite as comfortable driving wise as far, like would you not want to do competitive racing or is it? Or like, would you rather fund slash manage work a team? I'd rather I'd work I'd rather work with a team, but I would rather one just be able to test out what my cars can do. Like I okay. like I would like and not turn it into a complete race car yeah like i yeah. like i want to know what they can do on the I track that, but yeah. i want to like if i'm gonna have fun with it i'm gonna have fun with people on the streets okay gotcha. but um let's be fair what he means by streets is not going down neighborhoods like he's talking about finding good spots we're, we're going or like mexico, canyon roads so. canyon yeah. roads in yeah. mexico yeah, yeah. And canyon roads in mexico or yeah. cornfields in illinois <laughs> what no we're not in illinois highways in illinois who knows I, I I totally meant to Why say Michigan. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't. I just lost sunglasses. my sunglasses somehow. I, they just fell out of nowhere. All right, whatever. Um, but um, but no, I like honestly, I kind of not hanging out with a big group of people that we've had like over the past couple of years. Like avoid like getting away from the people that judge cars so fast and sit there and hate on them. I've, grown a new love for cars where it's like you know what like i've taken into people's like what people might consider like what their dream build is so i'd rather just go to car meets and hang out with people and get to know more about their builds and sit there and do that kind of thing like i want to go hang out with the people i want to sit there and be the like uh do the and walk around and be like okay hey i work with this podcast like yo like come on you know dude that'd be that's um, actually a really good idea like it's something he lives like we want to fine-tune what we're doing right now um but next season i told him i'd like to get out and hit some of the grid life events and hit some of the course events and get out there um would you say you're in it more for the community and the camaraderie aspect 
Where uh, you want to go out and get to meet people and grow a friendship and networks with people. Yes and no, because I also hate the community right now because obviously We're gonna these say kids your are coming, ideal community. Yeah, I was about to say these kids come out and ruin it for everybody where you they're fuck nuggets, by yeah, the way. They do all these burnouts and shit. Yeah. Leave like, trash in the fucking parking lots, don't clean shit up and then I feel like that's I, even more disrespectful than the people doing burnouts and drifting and shit. It's like if you're gonna come to a car show like, pick up after yourself. Especially when it's so getting harder ignorant. and harder well, for us to be able to find yeah. a property to meet on. And the yeah, guy because goes, nobody wants to approve it because it's always a shit show every time. Honestly, like, I... And I can see why. I wouldn't want to host a meet. Like, with how people act, I no, can No, I'd probably shoot your tires out and stab your fucking tires and watch you get pissed at me instead yeah. of, like, no, you're like, fucking honestly. up for this community. Yeah, yeah. honestly. I'm like, a dick, though. Honestly, though, like, I just hate people. The, the trash sitting around is probably the least of my worries because I'll come back and clean it up the next fucking day at this point the, if we yeah. can have the meat there every week. It's the problem is the when you're burnouts the... are the thing that kills it for everybody. Yeah, I feel like the the people yeah. that when the cops when they set up correctly always where, the Dodge guys. You notice that? Um, it's it's the Dodge the, and the Nissan guys. The Dodge guys start it and then the Nissan guys nail the coffin shut. Um, here's the my most thing: guys is, hit the crowd <laughs> or hit the building like they did in. Uh, yeah. Oh God. Um, here's my Not thing: is if you horse, set it up but... correctly, where you have you go to the police and you invite them to like this, where you know you set it up with the the event site first, yep. but you tell them, hey, we we want to get the municipality involved. We want the police there for a presence, but hey, we have some guys that want to do donuts or burnouts. Can we have a section to do it in? Yeah. And you set it like, up, then uh, fine. The one in St. Charles. Yeah. That the one cops are there. Awesome. Did you see the video of the cop from St. Charles? Is he like, dude? Rip another donut. I want to see this again. Yeah. He goes, I don't think you can do it again. And the dude ended up, has his drift car out there and just rallying fucking donuts and just yep. figure eight in the parking lot, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but well, again, it comes down to like leadership. That, but then it's like, you know, if you just have a meet, like, to be able to A pop-up meet? Out, yeah, like a pop-up meet. It's like somebody always ruins it, and that's what I don't like about the community. It's like I don't want to go to these when it's just – you know, oh, we're going to go to this spot, but it's going to get popped in 10 minutes, and then we all got to drive somewhere else because nobody knows how to be respectful human beings. Do you think the crowd is good? <laughs> I feel like we're always going to have that issue in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, Now, for sure. to be fair, I feel like we were all those kids back in the day. True. But as we I got... I took a Jeep Compass to most of the meets. I couldn't yeah, do I had that, a, I had a front-wheel drive pile of shit. I had a boosted car that I raced at five... Dude, the Coyote 5.0 Mustang? 98% of the time that I was going to meets, you didn't have a license. Let's not keep that. Um, that that's valid. <laughs> I mean, I you may rode or with may us. not have driven to a couple of them. <laughs> well, yes, you may or may not have driven to a couple of them. But... He goes right into the event in the past. Yeah, seat. yeah. I had somebody drive me, and then they went into the store. Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, yeah. They, they went to Starbucks in downtown Neighborville, so that we did get popped at the five story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Legit saved my ass one day. I went to visit oh, man. one of my friends, Amanda, at Starbucks in Neighborville, and. That's when uh, Ross and Trace and that whole squad oh, got yeah, busted. Oh, everybody got busted. And the cop... Ro- oh, my God. This cop comes up hard as fuck on me. Yeah, because they were like, where's your license? I'm like, I don't even have one, bro. <laughs> like, he grows up hard as <laughs> fuck. Like, drive here? Like, I didn't, dude. I think like, it was me, you, and Lexi that yeah, drove together. Yeah. I remember that... Uh, I think one of you guys Snapchat me like, dude, the cops are fucking... Just locked yeah. down there, but like, don't come over. But like, yeah. cool, and I'm going to go like, home. went to Starbucks or some shit instead, Yeah, right? I think I met yeah. you guys just outside of downtown Naperville. Yeah, yeah. Um, I drove a Jeep. They didn't ask me for my license. They were just like, yeah, whatever. Um, so overall, you would do Tess and Tune. Kyle would do 
a what you would start with the HPDE, work your way through yeah, the ladder, and then like that. possibly go to do a do respect class. Absolutely. Um, like if I had the means to do it, I would be doing it right now. And that's but what right I love about the HPDE like, circuit is you don't have to show up to an event. And you're not racing for points. It's an experience. You're getting to go out there and. But it's also um, very expensive. It is. And I'm like. It you is know, yes and no. For a house so and like shit, so. Yes and no. If you compared to what it would cost you. Um. To race a spec series, like no, like, you can, you, no even if you hit it's very open, like but, you worked with just Autobahn locally because they're yeah. twenty minutes up the street from you. Yeah, like comparatively, it's very inexpensive. But for my current financial situation, it's just not a good idea. Why do you think my silly ass has two cars in the garage? What's that? Why do you think my silly ass has two cars in the garage? I haven't been in a track because it's expensive. Yeah, yeah very, um, very costly hobby, um, but definitely worth it if you can do it. If I, I highly recommend anybody listening, take your car on the track. It's a ton of fun. It was like 114 bucks for the last one I went to. Right. That, and you figure you're gonna spend, you'll spend 100 dollars on a dinner or going to yeah. Six Flags. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god, easily. And you're gonna have more fun and than you ever had in your life. Anybody that's seriously into cars, uh, there was there was cars there that shouldn't have even been on the track, and they were ripping them around because. And like, that's why, like, is some people get like, to bring out it's is run 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 what you brung. Like, yeah, and you as get to long figure as out your you car. are respectful, and it's like, hey, I know and this person behind me has the person behind me has a faster car. I'm gonna let them go around me. Like, you you do your point by and everything. And so a lot of that's gonna be you. for guys I mean, like, like my level HPD one. It's that's gonna be your instructor saying, hey, talk right side, mm-hmm. wave them by. Yep. Um, and like, as long as you do that, like. You're gonna have a blast if you're like, oh, I'm, I'm not gonna let them buy. Fuck these guys. I'm like, Mr. Speed Racer. Yeah, it's like in your freaking neon or something, you know? Like it is. No offense to the neon worse, guys out there. But. Even worse, you have 1.8 liter Honda Civic automatic. Oh yeah, yeah. There, there was a, there was actually a little, uh, uh, I don't know Hondas. I'm sorry, but um, excuse me. Early to mid 90s Civic. Yeah. There was an early to mid '90s Civic on the track with us, and okay. like he was, he was, I, you could tell he was learning, but he was doing pretty good. Like he was, uh, he was out there living his life, living he, his best life. He was life. able to, um, I, I, I was gonna say try to keep up with me, but um, that's he, not even competitive. That's no, not even right. No. He was, he was able to hold a good line though. You think he, he was, was using really you as line. a marker and a guide? No, like I think I think he was doing really good. Um, and like this is just you know it looked like he lowered it, put some good wheels and tires on it, and you know basic mods like maybe. So I'll give I'll give credit to this guy right off the bat. The fact that he actually it's it's not a scene boy. He actually yeah like he he probably daily drives his car on the track and he knew what he was doing or so it looked like. I mean he was taking the right lines. He was letting everybody pass that was faster, which was like I said, do you think he was maybe using cars, guys but... in front of him to this is where I need to go or let me try this line. This isn't yeah, working. Like, let me try this angle. You could literally cuz like I was stuck behind him for a little bit because he was stuck behind this freaking idiot in the Lexus that shouldn't have been on the track. Um it's one thing if you take your car on track and listen to the instructors, but if you avoid what the instructors are telling you to do and don't let anybody pass you, you're going to piss everybody off. And they didn't Fair let enough. him back on the track, so that was cool. He got um, black flagged and kicked the fuck out. Yeah, 100%. Um, so we were all stuck behind him for a little bit, but I saw, I was able to see the Civic's lines for a little bit, and it was really cool. Like It was it was cool seeing a, a younger dude you know, Putting actually taking his car on the track rather than street racing. Or Honda, uh, or, or part. We'll, we'll we'll go with this one. Uh, he he's not making it a show car. He's actually yeah, taking it out like, to. And that's see, like I like, feel like you and Mikey would be a good match on a track. Your car versus his Genesis, will be a fun run on the track. 
on a track like that yes we'll give you guys I each would, we'll I say think. five events a piece where he can get comfortable he can figure his car out he can really learn the track and we'll say the I same track one. i had one yeah we'll, we'll say uh, the, i would give you two i would i would give you two full full like full sessions to get used to your car so we'll say because a weekend drive, at the track you drive a completely different car every day like how many miles have you put on since you parked the freaking genesis since I bought it, uh, like three thousand, or since yeah. I bought a daily driver, yeah, four thousand miles. That's all you put on the Genesis. Since the first year that I drove it all year round, Jesus yes. Christ, man. Okay, yeah. It was twenty-three thousand. So, like, you that would first want year. some more seat time to be able to reacclimate yourself to the car yeah. because, like, you might be familiar with like when to shift and everything like that. But as far as you know, corner turn-ins and everything, you're gonna want. Sometimes, like I thought I knew. What Especially I was when the tires start getting hot, your yeah. suspension start wearing out, your brake fluid starts getting hot. Dude, when you boil your brakes, that shit's terrifying. Now That's here's my question: track. If you hit a track weekend, um, mm -hmm. I'm asking this because I listen to a lot of the, you know, you know my theory on week track weekends. Okay. I've never been to a track, but you know I have a very strict theory on it. Mm -hmm. um, coming from some of the podcasts I listen to, some of the people I've gotten to know that have done track weekends, a lot of these guys. You race a weekend, you flush your brakes. You race the next weekend, you flush your brakes because you don't. Yeah. Uh, the brake fluid's hydroscopic. For... It's going to gather moisture. Mm -hmm. You don't want to run that track weekend five or six times. Now, if you do two laps and you blow a brake line or you have an error code or you blow a tire, that's a different story. Like, you yeah. put no heat into the car. Yeah. I um, should 100% be flushing my brake fluid before. I'd recommend doing it. Yeah. Not only because I, I, of the track day, but your daily no, driving. High, you, yeah. You, and you you put that thing to the limit because a daily well, driving. I don't I don't drive it like that. Like. I mean, day. like when you put it on the track, Not you put it to the limit, but you're taking away life off that fluid. You don't yeah. drive it like that because like, you can't right now until the clutch goes in. <laughs> Kyle could try to drive the car, but I'm pretty sure a, a NA Miata might beat him. No, right now. I, it's still quick. It's just um. Slips. If I yeah, I, I'm slipping real bad. Um. So let's say I'm in fifth gear cruising 80 40 50 60 miles an hour i was thinking highway when you come home yeah so like if i'm on the highway in fifth or sixth gear and i just hit the gas to like go around somebody just goes nowhere just okay revs like a motherfucker and then you just smell clutch and then you get sad and then cal wants to go home and crack a beer and just be like i need to contemplate life but if you downshift to third or fourth whatever speed you're going it's fine it accelerates fine it'll it'll you'll you think see you're maybe catching a hot spot well, you'll see it slip a little bit as you're accelerating, but, but it, it's still mostly grabbing. But okay. these clutches, they they put a really shitty clutch in this car from the factory. Okay. So. Well, we're going to cut this one right here. We're going to save it, and we're going to start the next one because we're going to make this a two-part series. Probably a good idea. Because um, we're an hour and 41 minutes in. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we'll catch you guys in a few minutes. Um, yeah. Hang tight. We'll be right back. Um, you know, just in case somebody doesn't listen to this right away, Kyle, what do, what's your uh, social medias that they can connect you with you on? Uh, KYZS19? No. no 94. Uh, it's Kyle fucking wise on Instagram. Oh. Just no spaces, no dots, no nothing. Do you want to give out a Snapchat or something, or you just want to nah. stick with Instagram right now? Like yeah, we'll just do Instagram. Out. I don't really post on it super frequently, but like major events like project cars and new cars and track days and shit I post on there. Uh, you guys know me and Mike's. Um, you can hit us up on our own. Uh, but if anything, you guys reach out to us at our Shits and Figures podcast at uh, pretty much anything. Uh, STTG podcast on Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter. Uh, we also have the Shits and Figures podcast page on Facebook. 
but we'll catch you guys in a few minutes we're gonna hop off this and uh we're gonna make this into our second episode so we'll catch you guys in a minute